CNN host Jake Tapper issued a stark warning to those Trump supporters. Think about what your future employer might think if you take up this crusade of Trump not really losing this election. You see, the results are in. Joe Biden has the Electoral College and is the projected winner. But Donald Trump is saying straight up, no certification yet, and he is going to war. Whether or not anything comes of this is yet to be seen. Today is supposed to be the day when he launches his legal battle. We'll see how this plays out. But I can tell you, if you're one of these voters that thought voting for Joe Biden was a return to normalcy, you are incorrect. And already, We're seeing some people say, hey, wait a minute, Joe Biden's going to lock down the country. I wouldn't have voted for him if I knew that. Yes, there are many low information voters. And I'm not trying to be mean, but many people now realizing, "Uh oh, things are only going to get even more abnormal. Not only are we likely facing more serious coronavirus lockdowns, but the culture war is only going to get worse. You see, these journalists are not satisfied. The media will not be satiated by a defeat of Donald Trump. And they're telling us this themselves. This isn't enough. We wanted a repudiation of Trumpism. They're saying fall in line, accept the results, and they want an end to Trumpism, which is one of the stupidest things ever. But I love it. You see, right now, reports are out that Joe Biden's transition team or people aligned with Joe Biden, I don't know what their official titles are just yet. Are beginning the the conversation with foreign leaders. I'm sorry. I was told that was a violation of the Logan Act back in 2017 when General Michael Flynn was talking to the Russian ambassador. Sure. You see, the Babylon Bee, the satire news site, hit the nail on the head with the hammer with an article. It's a joke, by the way, that said journalists switch from offense to defense. Yes, the game is still afoot. Nothing is going to change. The only difference, if Donald Trump actually ends up being certified the loser, the only change is going to be who's the leader of the Republican Party and who's in the White House. But the journalists have made it clear. Once Trump is gone, they are coming for you. And I find it really funny. Donald Trump used to say that, or it was a meme among Trump and his supporters, that they're not actually after Trump. They're they're after you, regular people in this country, working class people. And he was just in the way. Now it sounds like Trump was actually right. I mean, seeing the things they're saying about putting Trump supporters names on lists or telling them, think about what your future employer might say. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? You thought voting for Joe Biden meant an end to cancel culture. I'm sorry. It is only just begun. And now we can expect it to get way worse. You see, Joe Biden has plans for a public credit scoring agency that takes progressive stack or social equity into consideration. That means your race, your gender. Now, the various news outlets have their, that, that have reported on this said they don't understand quite exactly how he could legally do that. But just know, critical race theory is going to come back with a vengeance. One of the things Joe Biden plans on doing reversing Donald Trump's executive order banning critical race theory trainings. Now, specifically what Trump banned was like singling out people based on race and making them go on retreats where they figuratively self-flagellate themselves over their race. These things are coming back. Cancel culture will be back with a vengeance. It started under Barack Obama. The riots, the Black Lives Matter riots started under Barack Obama. So many things did. And many Americans in this country have just voted it all back into power. Now, of course, 
There is still evidence emerging of some kind of voter fraud. We have affidavits. I better make sure I pull this up and actually show. Otherwise, people are going to make claims. No, we have it. We have this here. Election whistleblower in Nevada alleges ballots with faulty signatures were counted in affidavit. And there's more evidence suggesting impropriety. Whether or not this gets Trump, the presidency is yet to be seen. But trust me when I say to all the people who voted for Joe Biden hoping for a return to normalcy, it's actually only going to get worse. And I don't think it would have been better if Trump got elected. So I'm not telling you, look, if you voted for Biden thinking that was going to happen, a vote for Trump probably wouldn't have made things better for the most part. But it will get worse. In fact, I got to say, I think a vote for Trump may have been a a pushback on cancel culture because now we're starting to see it. First AOC's list. Now CNN warns of blacklisting Trump team. Let's read this and see what they're talking about. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There are many ways you can give, but the best thing you can do is share this video. And please do. If you know somebody who said, I'm sick of Trump, I'm sick of the Democrats, I'm sick of cancel culture and the culture war stuff, I'm just going to vote for Joe Biden to bring everything back to normal. Make sure they see this. Share this with them and let them know. The results have not yet been certified. That's a fact. Most in the media are now acknowledging Joe Biden won. Trump has a very, in my opinion, very slim possibility of some kind of legal challenge. We'll see how things play out, but it's looking like Joe Biden will be president. That means the people who voted for him, you're going to get, you're going to get the, the culture war tenfold. It's, it's going to keep coming because, I mean, it kind of was no matter what. But share this video if you think I do a good job. And also don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Here's the story from the Washington Examiner. First, AOC's list now CNN warns of blacklisting Trump team. Just three days after liberal New York rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez urged the creation of a list of President Trump's sycophants, a top CNN host has piled on with a warning that Trump aides battling the president's legal case could see their job possibilities dry up. Jake Tapper even suggested that sticking with Trump's legal fight could be seen as a character flaw that future employers would reject, saying, quote, I truly sympathize with those dealing with losing. It's not easy. But at a certain point, one has to think not only about what's best for the nation, peaceful transfer of power, but how any future employers might see your character defined during adversity, he tweeted. And I wonder what that's supposed to mean. Uh huh. It means stop fighting. Give up. Trump lost. There's no legal challenge. Ignore everything you're hearing from the likes of YouTube and independent media. The greatest disinformation campaign they're now claiming. Oh, that's what they're saying. Social media has created the greatest disinformation campaign around Trump saying that he truly won. I'm sorry. uh, What would you call Russia gate? Spare me. He goes on to say, I mean, I don't expect the ride or die crew to listen to me, but quote, so it says here on your resume that you drove an offender to testify at Four Seasons Total Landscaping north of the Taconi Palmyra Bridge. And talk about creepy. Now, you may have seen what AOC was talking about earlier. They're, they're actually compiling a list of everyone who supported Trump. And I mean it. Every, everyone. People who donated a certain amount. People expressed their support. And they've already got a website called DonaldTrump.watch. For literally, it geolocates everyone who's donated money to Donald Trump. Where do you think we go when a bloodthirsty media has no more Trump to write about? Have you ever thought about why it is that they were saying the media was dying for a long time? 
Social media was losing users. Facebook was bleeding users. Twitter was. And then something changed. Yeah. Donald Trump got elected, signed up for Twitter. He's on Twitter, but he started tweeting up a storm. All of a sudden, ratings started to increase for these media outlets. They became addicted like Trump vampires needing the next Trump story. Orange man, bad. It was all they could ever write about. But when Trump is gone, what's left? You. That's right. You, regular person. Now, there's a lot of regular people that probably don't care, won't be involved, and that's fine. But there are a lot of regular people now probably going to start. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, cowardly Trump supporters uh, the secret Trump voter, mind you. Now, that may be derogatory to some Trump supporters, but let me tell you, there are certainly the people who went around with the flag screaming Trump 2020 over and over again and Trump 2024 now. But there are a lot of people who were too scared to stand up for what they believed in. And these people are going to run hiding because they don't want to lose their jobs. What, what about my money? I mean, what am I going to do? I get it. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but a lot of people put themselves first. And that means they're looking at everything breaking down around them in their own view. But yes, the media is going to come for you. I'm sorry. They're telling us this. This isn't enough. We wanted a repudiation of Trumpism. Here's what they say. Dark victory. Really? Is that what you're calling it? It looks for now like Donald Trump will lose. And that's great, of course. But he he didn't lose by enough. Trump and Trumpism will be a fixture for a long time to come from the Daily Beast. Well, they need to write about something. So what will they write about? We see over at the New York Times a battle for the soul of the paper, as pointed out in this intelligencer story from the New York magazine. They say times change. In the Trump years, the New York Times became less dispassionate and more crusading, sparking a raw debate over the paper's future. What's been happening for a long time is that the media has become hyperpartisan and extremely ideological. Now they're even asking questions of their own employees. Which side are you on? Here's a quote. Philosophy Schmosophy wrote a researcher at the Times whose Slack avatar was the logo for the hamburger chain Jack in the Box. We are at a barricades moment in our history. You decide. Which side are you on? Yes, they don't like the fact that certain people who work at the New York Times write dispassionately and want to report the news. Now, why is this significant in reference to we wanted a repudiation of Trumpism. These people aren't just vampires desperate for something to write about to, to, to get clicks. They're ideologues. And it goes hand in hand. You see, here's what happened. Early on, as these companies started withering away, you know, they were reporting there was going to be a bloodbath in digital media. Now we're hearing the New York Times has a massive new subscriber base. So what happened? The New York Times, in desperation, looked for anything, anything it could drink. It's like being in a desert and you're thirsty and there's nothing, but you'll drink whatever you can. And they found it. They found the, well, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid the overtly disgusting analogies and just say they realized they could suck dry the, the story of the orange man. And it worked for a while. They built up followers. But in order to do so, they needed to hire ideologues who could possibly who could write about these things. And they did. And they started writing more and more. And we start now. We start to now see which side are you on? They're desperate. They're not going to survive writing about their core ideology unless they find a path to do it. So two things have happened. The economic incentive exists within this country to create a class of people who are motivated by ideology. 
These people generated money. However, also, these people are driven by ideology and will come after anybody who is anti-SJW or conservative or even moderate or liberal. These people don't like liberals. And thus, they've created this perverse cycle. Writing about culture war content is going to make them tons of money, which means the war is not over. I find it funny. People are saying, what, what are you possibly going to write about, Tim? Or, or I'm not write about. What are you going to make videos on, Tim, now that Trump is gone? What do you think I was talking about a year ago? What was I talking about two years ago? I, I had a video about Jordan Peterson. We were talking about culture war issues. We we're talking about philosophy and stoicism and what it means to be responsible. And in January, I was literally talking about Sonic the Hedgehog movie and doing a review on it. I also did a review on Birds of Prey. It's culture war issues. Trump may have been the prime target. He may have been a general riding in in 2016. But all of this started under Barack Obama. And now all of these people have voted back in the, the, the biggest wedge driver of the past several decades. And that is, well, it's Obama's administration. Maybe not Obama himself. Biden will be a different president. But of course, he's already pushing forward the same culture war issues. And now with 71 million people endorsing Donald Trump in 74, endorsing Joe Biden, albeit I think they're low information voters. You can see historic voter turnout shows us that things are only going to get worse. Now, what I love about what the media is doing, demanding, just absolutely demanding that we fall in line. Whoopi Goldberg to Trump supporters. How dare you question election results? Suck it up. (laughs) Is that a joke? What do you mean? How dare we or anyone question the election results? Now, I'll absolutely question them. I don't think I'm nearly as diehard as most of the Trump supporters. Probably the Trump supporters don't like that. I'm, you know, not more diehard. It's it's a, it's rigged. It's stolen. I think there's real reasons why Donald Trump lost. It's a culture war. There's a there's a tit for tat. There's a back and forth. Now, I think, as I mentioned earlier on, there's real evidence of impropriety. But you mean to tell me that we dealt with four years of Russiagate? The most insane conspiracy that we've seen in a long time, entertained completely by the mainstream media, including people like Jake Tapper, and we're supposed to ignore it and let it all go away. No, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Take a look at this story. Trump accuses Democrats of cheating. What goes around comes around. Yes, that's basically it. You want to claim Trump colluded with Russia. Don't be surprised if he comes out now and says you cheated as well. It's, is, is that what we're going to get? Yes, an escalation that even CNN's Chris Saliza recognizes won't end. Biden's promise of returning things to normal may not even be possible. So how many people, how many people thought voting for Joe Biden would give them back normalcy only to realize they may have just made everything worse? See, one of the big reasons why I thought it was so important for Donald Trump to win was things like banning critical race theory trainings. This is where they were, in one instance, literally taking white people on a retreat where they had to identify what was wrong with them for being white. That creates animosity and anger and needs to be stopped. But these people are gaining ground, especially with Joe Biden. And now they can and now people are going to, I guess, learn the hard way. It's only going to escalate from here because It started a long time ago, and this is the important thing that you all need to understand. Donald Trump was not the cause of. In fact, he was considered to be, by many people, a solution to. Now, I don't know if if Trump really was the solution to any of this stuff. I'm just saying many people thought he was. And Trump did solve many problems, albeit 
his focus was in other, not completely in the culture war area. And you know, he was doing things because you, know, you want to build the wall, you want to secure America, bring back manufacturing. Many of the things had a lot to do with culture war issues. But for the most part, I'm referring to people who are engaged in the war of ideology. Should free speech be allowed? Should we keep our written constitution? Things like this. And no, I'm not exaggerating. The New Republic literally put out an article saying it's time to get rid of the written constitution. Well, how will they go about doing it? They can't, not without some kind of actual civil war or legit revolution. You can't just get rid of the constitution. And I would imagine in any, I don't know, I guess, um, linguistic standpoint, if you were trying to define what would need to happen to get rid of the constitution, it would be a revolution because a civil war is a battle over the government in which the constitution would remain, but a revolution would completely remove it. I don't know if we're anywhere near that, but I'm telling you, man, you know, people like to act like things could be normal after this, but they're, t- they're, they're literally putting lists together. It's called the Trump Accountability Project, where they're making a list of people who support the president from judges to politicians, and they may very well be violating the law by doing so. Threatening or coercing someone into voting is illegal, but they've done this in very, very clever ways, notably DonaldTrump.watch. Probably a lot of people scared to donate to the president because they put your address on this map where people can just see who you are. So right now you can look up anyone's address if they donate to the president or to a, up to a politician. But what about being able to pull up a map and look around you and see everyone who did? This has kept people scared for a long time. And that's it's unfortunate. You know, there are a lot of Trump supporters who refuse to speak up. And I warned. I warned you. I said it may come to a point where Trump loses. And you're gonna have to ask yourself, should I have just spoken up and encouraged my my fans, my supporters to support this president? And you didn't. And now you get to reap what you have sown. You will. This is only going to get worse. They'll eventually come for you. You can't think keeping your head down is going to be enough. There's a viral video right now of far leftists rioting. I shouldn't say rioting, but raucous unrest. And they're near someone's house. And the man says, that's my Biden sign. Please don't destroy anything. And what do you think they do? How dare you tell us how to protest, you white man? Yeah, his Biden sign wasn't enough. It's sad, really, and pathetic. People think just ducking, keeping your head low, it's the way to, don't worry, they'll, they'll walk right past you, they won't notice. In some circumstances, it makes sense. Stealth is always a good option. But what happens when you're trying to hide from a fire that is spreading rapidly and you think, if I just stay here in the corner, it'll pass me by. It doesn't leave. It grows larger. It gets worse. And now here we are. Maybe people might start to realize that you just basically helped the flames. Now, many people were asking you, please come with us and bail water to put this fire out. And you said, I'd rather just keep my mouth shut. Some people actually thought, but if we let it, the fire go, maybe things can return to normal. That's not how fire works. It's only going to get worse. And now it's emboldened. I mean, AOC would never call for a list until she realized she had 74 million people who would blindly follow her calls. And that's where things get scary. But I must say, the race isn't over yet. The media will tell you, Jake Tapper, for instance, why is why why is Jake Tapper saying think about what your employer might say? Sounds pretty uh 
I don't know, mafia like veiled threat here. The only reason he's saying it, in my opinion, is because they recognize there's a battle to be fought. From just the news, the affidavit has been sent to the Department of Justice. A whistleblower in Nevada has filed an affidavit cha- uh, alleging that Clark County election supervisors counted mail-in ballots despite a series of concerns with signatures on them. The affidavit obtained first by the Washington Examiner has been sent to the DOJ. According to the document on November 6, a counting board member for the Clark County Elections Office quit due to concerns about how the votes were being counted. Quote, I personally witnessed disregard of signature verification, as well as other irregularities, reads the partially redacted affidavit. While working, I observed a significant number of signatures on mail-in ballots I believe did not match the name and should have been reviewed. When I asked the supervisors, redacted and others, about it, instead of taking the ballots to verify the signature in the electronic database, the supervisor told me to push the envelope through without verification. The story goes on. But there's more. From the spokes- spokeswoman for the RNC, spokesperson Elizabeth Harrington, Detroit elections worker, quote, I was instructed by my supervisor to adjust the mailing date of these absentee ballot packages to be dated earlier than they were actually sent. The supervisor was making announcements for all workers to engage in this practice. We have more than enough evidence to suggest something bad happened and we need to audit or investigate. And that is why Jake Tapper is saying, think about what your boss might say. What's that? Some silly affidavits? Hmm. You might actually end up losing your job in the future. That's why the secret Trump voters didn't speak up. But I'll tell you, isn't it funny? The secret Trump voter was real. Yeah. Think about the polls. I mean, the pollsters were asking the questions, but for some reason, people kept saying Joe Biden. And then sure enough, Donald Trump got 10 million, about about 10 million more votes than he did last time. So who are these 10 million people? Trump really did grow his base and gain massive support. But why didn't they speak up? Well, they're scared. Jake Tapper said he's going to take your job. They're going to destroy you. It's kind of sad, really. That tactic worked. Well, Trump isn't backing down. The Trump campaign is planning rallies amid efforts to challenge election results. I got to admit, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about what's to come. The left is sitting there dancing around saying we did it. We won. Sure. President-elect Joe Biden, they say. Even Susan Collins congratulating President-elect Joe Biden. Projected winner, says all of the various media outlets. And the left is dancing around. But I know what year it is. And I wouldn't count Donald Trump out just yet. The man is not conceding. With these sworn affidavits, is it possible that Trump actually overturns the results of a few states, thus securing an Electoral College victory? Perhaps, but I would argue it's ridiculously slim. I mean, it just flies in the face of all expectation. Not to say it can't happen. I'm just saying it flies in the face of expectation. So possibility is a real thing. But what if Trump does something else? What if Trump creates a lawfare victory? Meaning he has grounds to file legal claims against these various states. What if he does? And what if he's waiting on purpose? The media is dancing around. It's come, it's come Monday. And I'm wondering why is it that nothing is really happening? Could it be? That Donald Trump is going to wait to the 11th hour to file several legal challenges, which are plausible, thus dragging, uh, uh, slowing down the electoral college certification process. If by December 14th, there's no certified winner, the Supreme Court intervenes. They could kick it to the House, the House delegations that Trump, Trump will end up winning. 
Now, people like to say it's a pipe dream. It's ridiculous. It'll never happen. That's called optimism bias. You know, I, I, I've may have told, I've told this story several times. Maybe you've heard me tell it where there was a security guard at a bank. Some guys walk in with ski masks and guns, walk right up to him, disarm him, and he did nothing. They robbed the bank. They later asked the guard, why is it that you didn't do anything when they walked in? And he said, I couldn't believe it was really happening. Optimism bias. These people on the left are so sure they've won. Most of them are low information individuals. Case in point, the Democrat goes after youth voters, people who don't know a lot about what's happening in the world and first time voters. They go after low information voters. So I'm not going to take these people at their word because I don't think they know what they're talking about. The media projected Joe Biden the winner. I, I, I get it. I see the results. OK, the best I can do is say, I mean, what else do I have to go on? Seems extremely likely, like 90, 99.9 percent that Joe Biden uh, is going to be the next president of the United States. However, I'm not going to let an optimism bias stand in the way. What I see is a potential for a lawfare victory. Trump is not backing down. And that really worries me. Could you imagine what will happen to this country if Trump is able to pull something like that off? Yeah, I'm pretty worried. I'll tell you what right now, man. I'm not saying that you should prepare for the end of the world, but I'll tell you this. In either scenario, one of which is extremely likely, Joe Biden becomes president, there's going to be a need for you to have some supplies. So consider that. I'm not saying to prep for the end of the world. I'm saying Joe Biden may institute a lockdown. Take these things seriously. Don't dance around saying it's over. We won. Everything's going to be fine. You don't know what's going to happen. And it can happen here somehow in some weird way. Let me just remind you, 71 million people voted for Donald Trump. Trump supporters are not backing down. Do you think that come January 20th, they're all going to be like, well, good game, everybody, and walk away? Unless we actually have an investigation and we can prove cleanly and clearly who won, I think we're headed for a disaster of sorts. We'll see how things play out. So I'll leave it there. Leave it to the media. They're, they're, they're going back on, uh, on defense now that, uh, Biden is back in, Biden is back in office now as the president. Presumably we'll see how things play out, but the media is going to be there to defend him in every possible way. You know it. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast News. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. As of right now, there is no certified winner of the 2020 presidential election. Of course, the media has already projected that Joe Biden will be the 46th president of these United States, calling him president-elect. Of course, Democrats had been doing it for quite some time, but certification has not yet occurred. Now, I already know what the left is going to start saying, but please, my point is, I am trying to report what's going on and give you my thoughts in as nonpartisan a way as possible. Of course, the left is saying Trump supporters refuse to accept the results of the election. Cope, not realizing projections are not certification. Typically in presidential elections, so I can understand why they may feel this way. When the projected winner is announced before certification happens, the loser, the projected loser calls and concedes. But the media is looking at raw numbers and saying, here's our projections. When they all do this over the past several elections, you'll have a, a Mitt Romney, for instance, be like, OK, all right, I can see it. I lost. There's no point in carrying this forward. And they're going to certify the winner. Donald Trump is refusing to concede. And he's not yet lost. I mean, listen, the media can project it all they want. Trump is in, in like 
legally correct in how this process is supposed to play out. What most people are just used to is people saying, I'm going to concede. What you need to understand is that in many of these states, it is extremely close. I am not surprised. This is not some uh, uh, look. My view on this is not that, you know, Trump supporters are pouting and crying and saying, I refuse to lose. It's them saying this is way too close. You know, with like a Mitt Romney, he lost by a decent amount. It's like, okay, okay, I get it. I lost. And like a McCain, too. But look at uh, Al Gore. That went on for what, like 36 to 38 days or whatever, depending on who you ask. And it went through the courts. And eventually, by seriously a couple hundred votes, George Bush became president. Trump supporters are not just going to walk away. And I will give a very serious uh, warning to those on the left. I, I tweeted about this. They don't want to accept it. Y'all are playing with fire right now. And I'm, I know, I know, Tim, you're biased. Listen to me. Right now, Trump, I'm going to read through you Trump's list of like legal claims. Today is the day he fires off these, these lawsuits in these other states. If you do not go through this process, and if the media just keeps bashing people over the head with it's over Biden won, you are making polarization worse in this country. We have a hyper polarized nation right now with left and right, very heated. We've had battles in the streets between right wing and left wing individuals, Antifa going around, going around rioting. We need to make sure that we go through this process and that Trump and his people can bring their legal claims because we have no certified results yet. See how this plays out. And then here's what here's what we want to happen. Here's what we want to happen. If you're on the left, here's what you want. You want Giuliani and Trump and all of his legal uh, uh, individuals to say, here's our argument. Then for the courts to say, bunk, 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 Joe Biden wins. That's what you want. Because then if a month from now, the Trump supporters are saying, no, it's not fair. You can say, listen, we went through the courts. We took your claims seriously. You didn't win. Of course, Trump supporters want these claims challenged because they think they're going to win from it. I'm not going to tell you who's going to win or lose. I'm going to tell you that right now, the Electoral College votes as projected show Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be winning. But man, the arrogance and the hubris, the media got everything wrong. They got the polls wrong. I don't trust them right now. And I am really worried about what is coming in the next several weeks. I am sick and tired of the hubris, especially of those on the left who have just watched the pollsters make historical failures of up to seven points on average nationwide and now say, but their projections are spot on. I'm sorry, man. We could go to a recount. It could flip. In, and yes, many states. I know. I know. Historically, it doesn't seem to make sense. I'm not playing any games. It's 2020, baby. We just went through a year where everyone's like, this is the craziest year ever. And Friday the 13th is coming up. Not that it means anything. I'm not particularly superstitious, but considering how weird this year has been, I'm starting to consider it. Not, I'm not literally considering it, but I'm just pointing out. If you are superstitious, if you think 2020 is a crazy year, all these people that are dancing in the street thinking they won, I'm like, dude, stranger things have happened. Seriously, go read the history of the United States and the elections that we've had. We have had many elections where it's been too close to call. And there was one, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was like 1876 or something where they convened a panel to decide the election results. They like didn't even go through the constitutional process. People don't get it, man.
Donald Trump is not your typical president. This is not your typical election. We are in crazy times. And to think things are going the way they normally do, like everything's back to normal. Yay. The media projected a winner, even though they couldn't project polls to save their own careers. Frank Luntz said, if we get these polls wrong this time, then we got to start looking for new jobs. You're right, buddy. Seven point failure, historical failure. And now they're projecting a winner. My friends, it seems ridiculously likely that this will end up with a Joe Biden presidency. I'm just telling you until the fat lady sings. Yeah, I wonder if I'm allowed to say that. Is that offensive now? Until we get hard certification, I'm not going to I'm not going to play any games. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll say it like I said it. It seems beyond a reasonable doubt to me. It's going to be Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, but I'm basing this off of historical precedent. We're used to the media giving us a projected winner and they're just rolling with it. But I don't think Donald Trump's going to give up. And I think y'all better if, if y'all haven't been paying attention to what they've been claiming and the challenges that have been coming forward, then it might seem like you're about to walk into a, a glorious victory with Joe Biden. Sorry, I don't see that being the case. I think the media is making their projections. I think I'm fighting off of Steve. Sorry. I think that uh, they're 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 basing everything on historical precedent, what they're used to. But these are these are crazy times. And I got to tell you, man, listen, I got some articles for you. Several jurisdictions where voter registration exceeded 100 percent. Now, I know the left and the media has been trying to explain this, saying it's because I think one of the official explanations as to why voter a vote a vote totals exceeded registration numbers is that at the very last minute people changed their addresses. I'm not kidding. That's one of the official explanations. I have the article. I'll read it for you. In some other places, they're saying it's because people registered same day. OK, sure. Fine. But it is a known, historically known uh, telltale sign of voter fraud when voter registration exceeds 100 percent. And the reason is voter rolls contain people who moved and dead people, which makes it very, very hard to ever get near 100 percent. For example, in places like um, like in Australia, getting over 100 percent is crazy and they have compulsory voting. But I've got these articles and I'll show them to you. I am not here to play games. I think there's a very, very simple explanation as to why Donald Trump lost. And I think it's because he got Oceans 11. Oceans 11. There you go. That's the way I'll put it. I don't I don't necessarily think I think there's some anomalous uh, uh, instances of, of, you know, voter registration counts. And and we'll go through this. OK, I'm, I reserve judgment because I require evidence. But listen, I just want to say this. All the Trump supporters, they gave themselves 30 plus days for absentee and early voting. Come on. That's like. That means they were able to go around for 30 days telling people to vote, to send in their mail-in ballots. People were getting mail-in ballots, like sent straight to them. And then someone would go, that's go vote. And then they would. This maximized voter turnout. It was a clever strategy, but it was with it. Well, they changed the rules of the game. So call it that. But it wasn't like there are a lot of claims about, you know, dead people voting and things like that. Those are easy to prove in an audit. And maybe we'll get to that point. So by all means, we'll go for it. But I'm telling you right now, man, I think the strategy from the, from the entire get go, and I've been saying this all year with mail-in voting, you get a bunch of mail-in ballots to a house. Then mom and dad are sitting there with their, with their kids between 18 and 24, whatever. And they're like, your mail-in ballots came in, fill them out now. We're sending them in. And there you go. Historic voter turnout. The, these, these, these young people who normally don't vote are sitting there and their mom is going, come in here and vote. We're voting right now. I don't care. I don't want to vote for anybody. Just fill it out. Vote. Fine. Whatever. And they fill it out. That's why I think 
Joe Biden's able to pull it off. Now, I'm not going to discount all of the claims being brought forward by Trump. I am going to wait and see them through, because even if I think it's going to end up with a Joe Biden presidency, I want to make sure every Trump supporter has had their say and has been granted their right to challenge it as they are legally allowed. Donald Trump as well. The media is playing a dangerous game, right? And I think it's because they just want to win. They want to. No, 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 no. We won. We won. It's too it's too tribalist. It's too polarized. Here's what I want to see. I want to see a media saying, look, guys, it's looking like Joe Biden won. But with respect, please bring forward all of your challenges. We'll go through them and make sure you're comfortable and confident with the results. And then you defang the argument. OK, we, we don't want 71 million people feeling like something crazy happened. And the election was stolen from them. We want them to feel like we tried every possible avenue. We just lost this time. That means respecting that this country is hyper polarized and that these people demand answers. Let's make sure everyone gets answers. Your Trump supporter, you get your answer. OK, let me show you some of let, let me show you this article from the Daily Mail. Defiant Trump tweets through the night about his legal challenge to Biden victory. Lawyers claim Supreme Court could declare Pennsylvania votes illegal. 9,000 non-residents voted in Nevada, and witnesses say their votes were denied. Let me here, Here's the uh, legal avenues identified by Trump so far. Ch- challenging the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision that ballots arriving up to three days late can be counted in the total. The U.S. Supreme Court has already ruled those ballots must be kept segregated and tallied separately while the case is pending. Full stop. The votes that came in that bought, uh, brought Biden over the edge were from election day or before. That means this argument is irrelevant. However, we do have witnesses and in Pennsylvania, a man, a postal worker who has signed a sworn affidavit under oath that people in, I guess, where he worked were backdating ballots received later. We also have witnesses saying that ballots did arrive after election day into Pennsylvania. The argument was, the ballots that the left is saying the ballots that arrived in Pennsylvania late because we, we saw the poll watchers saying they're bringing in ballots. They said, yes, but those are postmarked from Election Day. The problem is, if you've got a guy swearing under oath, under penalty of perjury, prison time, we got it. A witness. It has to be taken seriously. This means Donald Trump does have a legal avenue here. At the very least, if this invest it sparks an investigation which drags us beyond December 14th, the date of Electoral College certification, this could go to House delegations. It could. I'm not saying it will. I don't know. Trust the media for all, for all I care. I'm just telling you to the best of my understanding what's happening. Alleging that at least here's the next point, alleging that at least 15 ballots and as many as 100 have been cast on behalf of dead people in Pennsylvania. If you've got 100 dead people who have voted, I got to tell you, that doesn't sound that, that sounds to me like clerical errors and anomalies. A hundred people, by all means, investigate and make sure. But here's what I want to say to all the Trump supporters when they see a lot of these stories. People are dumb. Okay. I, I look, a person is smart, but people are panicky, stupid animals, right? Is that the, the quote from Men in Black? If you've got hundreds of millions of people participating in this vote, you got to, you got to recognize there's going to be a failure rate. A hundred people in Pennsylvania out of what? What is it like? 12 or something million. I don't know how many votes were cast in Pennsylvania, but millions of votes. 
you're going to see serious error and you are going to see fraud. Is it widespread enough to overturn the results? In this case, probably not. But good for people if they catch it. If they do, let's make sure our elections are secure and things like this don't don't ever happen in the future. As per Michigan as well, I think the same thing. If you're finding that dead people were sending in ballots, we need to make sure we have clear evidence laid out. Otherwise, people aren't going to trust the election process. 71 million people voted for Donald Trump, the second highest vote total in history. And I know people are saying, yeah, Tim, but population growth, blah, blah, blah. Dude, Obama in 2008 got 69 million. Okay, so, yes, Trump got 71. Biden got 75. A lot of people are saying we challenge the results. But listen, I just got to be real with you. I do not see Joe Biden uh, getting four million fraudulent votes. That to me is nuts. I know that's popular vote total. So we're talking about New Jersey, New York, Illinois and California. We're not concerned with those as per the results of the election. What we're really concerned about is the swing states where the margins are in the thousands to tens of thousands or in Michigan, 140 or so. Let's read a little bit more. Here's another point. Pushing the FBI to investigate claims from a postal worker in Pennsylvania that supervisors instructed him to backdate postmarks on postal ballots. Let me correct that. He overheard them saying that when ballots come in to give them to someone else. That's my understanding. I could be wrong about this, but my understanding was he overheard them saying they were going to do it. And then he was told to bring the ballots to those people. And he swore under oath. That's what happened. Now, that could cause very serious problems because we already saw what happened in New Jersey and Patterson when they nullified the results of the election. And let me just tell you, maybe this is a bad thing, but we got some Supreme Court justices who might hold a grudge against one Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You may have seen the memes. Clarence Thomas was accused by Joe Biden of some nasty stuff back in the 90s. And Brett Kavanaugh was just accused by Kamala Harris of some nasty stuff stuff in the past two years. I'm not going to impugn the honor of these justices and say that their personal feelings will get in the way of how they rule. Take it into consideration, however. They also say investigating ballot counting software in Michigan that tallied 6,000 Trump votes as Biden votes. That error was caught and corrected. And corrected, but the same software was used elsewhere, and that came campaign, and the campaign wanted it checked. That's another huge issue. That software was used in 30 states. Now they claim it was human error. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what they claim it was. I believe there's grounds enough um, for Trump to say we want hard evidence, and that means we got to check the results. We want a recount. The courts may say it's ground for a recount. We have evidence of a of a failure in some capacity. I don't know for sure. And I'll tell you, we may be looking at a reverse Gore situation where the Supreme Court just says we're not going to allow you a recount based on these, these claims. It's not enough. And certification has to happen. Or it could come down to the Republican legislatures in these states. This is where things really start to scare me. And I mean it. Y'all think that we're out of the woods. We're not. Look, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania. Republican legislatures at the state level, they could refuse to certify the results due to claims of fraud from the Trump campaign. And then we get a very serious problem. Joe Biden will not have the electoral votes needed to actually be elected president. And then we go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court could abstain and say we're not getting involved. They probably will in some capacity, but then it would go to House delegations and Trump will win. I'm not suggesting I think it's likely this happens. I'm saying the possibility is there. The door is there. And Trump is going after this stuff. 
the, the, look, man, you know what I'm seeing? The left is letting their guard down. It's like th- th- there's that subreddit premature celebration. Sometimes it seems likely Joe Biden won. Congratulations. If he did well, I'm worried about foreign policy. We'll see how things play out. But I'm an adult. I can I can live my life when I when when I lose, uh, when my candidate doesn't win. I'm not I'm not going to cry about it, but we are not there yet. I will not be be uh, look, even after January 20th, I'll be worried about a Biden presidency. Plus, we got the Georgia special election, which is going to uh, dictate control of the Senate. It could go Democrat. I'm, I think it's very unlikely, and most people do. We'll probably end up with 51 Republican senators. However, until we get to this point where we have certified results on the 14th, I'm not <laughs> I'm not comfortable, okay? I'm not going to just be like, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. Uh, it's all done. Congratulations. The, the great political battle is over. No, it's not over until Trump decides it's over or the courts do. I think it's funny when I'm seeing these Trump Trump supporters and Trump campaign people on Twitter saying we're going to fight this. And all these lefties are like, that's the best part. It's not up to you. We won. It's over. Take a look at the Supreme Court and the three justices Trump just put on it, dude. Your hubris is showing. Trump's got a six to three conservative court majority. And to be fair, Roberts will probably side with the left. So it's five to four, not to mention Clarence Thomas and Kavanaugh. Not to impugn their honor as judges, but may have some personal issues with the vice, pre- uh, the, the new president and vice president. We'll see. Look, we've seen some crazy stuff. Okay, Donald Trump winning was crazy enough. I'm not going to put it past some kind of crazy hu- hu- hubbub. I remember vaguely the the 2000 election. I was a little kid for the most part, but I remember the the the, the, the chaos that ensued. If you think it's going to end cleanly, right now, you're wrong. We want it to end cleanly in time. They say they want to invest a claim that up to 9,000 people who no longer live in Nevada were allowed to vote in the state. Investigating claims that people who went to vote on election day were told their ballots had already been cast for them by someone else. Raising doubts over software used to check signatures on mail-in ballots cast in Clark County, Nevada, though they have not said what they believe is wrong with the software. Today, we are supposed to get the official announcement from uh, a bunch of Trump supporters as to what their evidence is. And I got to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if I roll my eyes at it and say, come on, guys, I think Trump got oceans 11. Okay, if there was anything that happened, it happened a long time ago. And you're probably not going to find the hard evidence you need to overturn the results in many of these states, even if it did happen. That's just reality. I don't know what you expect to happen beyond that, but I think it should it should make its way through the courts. I think what really happened, and you'll probably find some impropriety because it always happens. Is it widespread? Honestly, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not a psychic. I'm not an expert. I can't I'm not clairvoyant or anything like that. But I'll tell you this. They changed the the, the system to vote by mail and early voting. They gave themselves a month to collect votes. So when they say, why is it that all the votes that came in after Election Day were for Biden? It's because Democrats were going around like heavily I don't want to say ballot harvesting, but we did see that video from Veritas. But it's it's not it's not even that hard. Simply going and doing outreach programs, showing up in communities and saying, did you vote? Did you vote? Fill out this form, teaching them how to fill out forms, registering voters. Now, Trump had voter registration advantage. But you got to understand, man, I know people like Trump supporters don't want to hear it. People hate Trump. There's videos of people dancing in the streets. Okay, does that mean he lost? No, he got a historic uh, vote margin. Joe Biden just got more. I don't know what's going to happen. It looks like a Joe Biden victory for now based on historical precedent, what we're used to. But Trump could win in the courts. Now, 
I want to make sure I show you something very important. This is an article from 2nd of September, 2016. Vote rigging, how to spot the telltale signs. And this is something the Democrats will have to overcome if they want confidence in the system. First, too many voters. Watch the turnout figures. They can be a big giveaway. You never get a 98% or 99% turnout in an honest election. You just don't. Voting is compulsory in Gabon, but it is not enforced. Even in Australia, where it is enforced, where you can have vote by post or online and can be fined for not voting, turnout only reaches 90 to 95%. Even in Australia, where you will be fined for not voting and you can do it online, they can't get 100%. You know why? Some people move, some people die. They remain on the voter rolls. How is it then that we have in many different counties, it is exceeding 100%. In many communities, voter turnout in both counties exceeded 100%, a data anomaly created by new voter registrations on top of near total participation among voters who had registered in advance of election day. That flies in the face of what we know about international election watching, UN standards, and Australia. Does it mean it's proof of fraud? No, it's an anomaly. I would say it's um, it's probable cause. I put it probable cause means like you smelled something that may be pot. OK, we're looking at something. We see smoke. Does it mean there's fire? Not always. Some people say where there's smoke, there's fire. OK, maybe I say we take a look. That's about it. Trump should call for an audit. But it wasn't just here in 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 uh, in Milwaukee or in, in, in Wisconsin. We also have this in Florida. They say this, if you've been keeping an eye on the voter turnout page on our website, you may have noticed that there's over 102% of turnout in precinct 538. Well, in fact, it ultimately, where are we at? It ultimately exceeded 107.56%. They say it's because people changed their addresses. Okay. I don't care what your reason is. Maybe that's true. It's fine. But you can't have the BBC putting out these articles saying if, if it exceeds 100%, it's evidence of, uh, it's an indicator of fraud. I don't want to say evidence, indicator. And then have all these things happen in the US and expect no one to be concerned about it. Let's just make sure we go through this and just show people. If that's the case, here it is. They point out, and I'll say it again, in Australia, where you can vote by post or online, they still don't get to 100. And I'll also tell you this, high turnout in specific areas. We saw that. I don't, I don't know about large numbers of invalid votes. We'll see what happens to these legal challenges. More votes than ballots. That's that's obvious. Results that don't match. We're not seeing that delay in announcing the results. Hey, we saw that, didn't we? There was a serious delay. The left was complaining about the delay, saying it made no sense. We could project a winner in many of many of these states Trump wasn't going to recover from. Why was it being delayed? Listen, BBC, either you retract the article and explain that you are wrong because we do have circumstances in the US where voter totals can exceed 100%, 100% or we need to explain to Trump supporters why the vote totals exceeded 100% and thus investigate. I don't care. The, the, I've got these people saying, Tim, you need to just be honest. And you, you always said you would tell people the truth, even if it would make them mad, whether they're Trump supporters or not. Yeah, I will. And that right now it's making you mad, isn't it? Because you think a projected winner is the end of it. Let me say it one more time. In my personal opinion, what I think happened was the Democrats played the long game early in absentee votes and hardcore outreach. You've already got people who hate Trump. The media was lying about him all day, every day, creating this rage base and then getting people to do outreach for over a month, for like a year. Listen, 
There's a lot of people who probably voted who don't know and don't care. And they say, how do you explain that so many people voted for Joe Biden and nobody else down ticket? Another indicator of impropriety, for sure. Let's look into it. Let's audit, right? However, people just didn't like Trump. There's two, there's two explanations here. And I'm not saying it's, it's, it's definitive. The first is that some people hating Trump just said, I want to vote for Biden. I'm sick of Trump. And that's it. Didn't know or care about anybody else. You may have had some urban liberals who hate the Democrat, urban progressives who hate the Democratic Party, but don't like Donald Trump. Trump is a fascist. Is the Republican running in your district? I don't know or care. So people probably just went, you know, Joe Biden. The other is that in many areas, people actually voted for Joe Biden and for the Republicans. We saw the Democrats get obliterated in many places. Why? Dude, I got to be honest. The Democrats lost because they're culture war candidates, because they're the they're, they're the impeachment candidates. The House, they lost seats because they're impeachment. Max Rose, I, I, I'm pretty sure Max Rose lost. He, he, he was like, I'm going to be a moderate. Don't worry. And then as soon as he gets in, he's like, I'm going to impeach Trump. So they say, get him out of here. But I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people in Staten Island were also like, Trump's kind of annoying. Ultimately, I do find it all odd. I'm not saying I know the answers. I'm just saying there are reasonable explanations. And I, my, I'm leaning right now towards the, the extreme likelihood that Joe Biden is going to be president. OK, however, I think these people on the left, after after seeing all of their failures, everything they were wrong about and the fact the media f- incorrectly projected uh, uh, well, the polls were ridiculously wrong. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. Stop acting like, you know, what's happening. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. OK, I'll leave it there. We'll see. I'll tell you one thing, though. I got a bunch of people hitting me up telling me to go buy guns. And I got friends telling me that the lines are out. Uh, like there's, there's huge lines in front of the gun stores. So whatever that means, it's not exciting. OK, well, I, no, no, it is exciting, but it's worrisome. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. in this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all then. And already the Biden gret is upon us. That's a, it's a play on words. It's, it's you know, Biden and regret. And I know it's probably a really stupid word, but when Trump got elected, they were saying Trump gret, like regret, anyway, whatever. People are regretting voting for Joe Biden already. I'm not going to act like it's every single person ever, but I think I've got some, uh, just some funny things to bring up. We got Dr. Naomi Wolf, who is a prominent progressive activist coming out now saying, wait a minute, Joe Biden wants to lock the country down. Oh no, I would never have voted for him if that was the case. Yes. Joe Biden said he is open to locking the country down. He then walked it back before just just like right before the election saying, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'd listen to the scientists. Then Trump goes, oh, we'd listen to the scientists. They have them locking the country down in two seconds. And then they start making fun of Trump, saying Trump hates science. Oh, here we go. Joe Biden is now saying, yes, we may very well indeed lock down the country. And that's always been on the table, which is why I have, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I want to point out the easiest way to seek out the tribalist popular narrative, because I tweeted about the news. I don't know if you heard the news. Pfizer announced that their vaccine is 90 percent effective and it may be uh, ready to go soon through an emergency order of some sort. And it's not necessarily through Operation Warp Speed federal funding, but that they would be selling it. Look, it's I'll read through this story. Anyway, my point is I simply said it was perfect timing. That the 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 uh the vaccine is coming out right now, and immediately on the right you've got a I knew it COVID was fake. It's all a big scam, and on the left they're like it's not a conspiracy, guys. 
I'm literally saying it's perfect timing because Trump said the vaccine would be out before election, which would have very much helped him win. And it comes out right afterwards. I don't think there's a grand conspiracy here. And my points about people disregarding COVID, when I say COVID's over, everybody, it's called sarcasm. But there is a popular culture war narrative, and the left is just as much entrenched as, as anybody else. Now, I've got some other leftist stuff I want to show you. People already starting to realize, and, and many people who knew, Joe Biden is going to be really bad. So I want to give a round of applause to all the progressives who vote for the guy who they're now going to regret voting for when they realize what Democrats really are. But first, I give you this tweet from Dr. Naomi Wolf. I got to be honest, at first, I thought this was a joke. She said, if I'd known Biden was open to lockdowns, as he now states, which is something historically unprecedented, in any pandemic and a terrifying practice, one that won't end, uh, won't ever end because elites love it, I would never have voted for him. Oh, here we go. You know what, man? Joe Biden's going to go blow up kids in the Middle East and they're going to be like, if only we knew we wouldn't have voted for him. We had eight years of Joe Biden. Now, look, I'm, I'm willing to give the guy a chance, but I've been through this before with Obama the first time. Welcome to round two, Joe Biden boogaloo. He's going to re-up our position in the, in, re-up re our military presence in the Middle East. He's going to bring us back to the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He's going to start eroding the, the middle class. I love how you get this guy who's been in office for 48 years or in public life. And they're like, let's re-elect this guy because more of the old I love how you know people are saying the American people voted for Joe Biden because they wanted something new. <laughs> Joe Biden is the opposite of new. Trump is something new. Granted, Trump is boorish. So I can understand why people probably were like, not want to vote for that guy. But I do have some things I'll point out in that regard, because to be fair, there's no certified winner yet. While I think it's getting, you know, every moment that goes by, I wait to see if Trump can pull out some kind of last minute Hail Mary pass. It's very, very unlikely. And I think there's really good reasons to believe why people did vote for Joe Biden. That being said, there are some anomalies that need to be worked out. And if Trump and his supporters, you got 71 million, they want answers. You better give them answers because we're not going to be able to function properly as a country. If you just say we refuse to investigate claims like sworn affidavits from poll watchers saying ballots that weren't supposed to be counted or being counted, things like that. All right. Anyway, Naomi Wolf says this, and uh, I'll tell you what's really funny. Okay. Joe Biden is in favor of lockdowns. We've always known he's been in favor of lockdowns. I now give you the breaking news from the New York Times. Pfizer's early data shows vaccine is more than 90% effective. Pfizer announced stunning early results from its coronavirus vaccine trial, cementing the lead in a frenzied global race that has unfolded at record breaking speed. Now, We've we've known for a while. It's been said that Pfizer was going to try and have this before the end of the year. Donald Trump said we're going to have it, you know, late October or whatever, getting everybody all excited. It's going to be a vaccine just before the election. But it didn't come. The great and breaking news came just afterwards, about a week after the election, which is perfect timing, which brings me to a series of tweets. Literally what I said. Uh, New York Times says breaking news. Five said early data or, or early data showed its vaccine was more than 90 percent effective in preventing covid-19, pushing the company to a lead in the vaccine race. Perfect timing. I then get the great Tim Heidecker saying Beanie being replaced by tinfoil, the popular culture war narrative. He, I responded, 
Trump said it would be ready before the election. It was ready right after. It's perfect timing. If they announce this good news about 90% effect, uh, effective rate and a potential looming release, Trump would have done way better in the election. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. I'm making fun of the idea that this just came out right after the election already ended. And I'm not saying it was on purpose. It's just breaking news. And you know, what's it, what, what, the reason why I say popular culture war narrative is that the left either says it's not a conspiracy or the right says it's a conspiracy. And I'm not saying everyone on the left and the right believe that. But sure, I got a bunch of responses from people when I tweeted perfect timing saying like, you know, COVID's not real or something like that. But for the most part, it's about Trump's election. And I'll tell you how I, I, I can prove it very simply. Joe Biden is in favor of lockdowns. I've never denied this. This is a major talking point. If I really thought that there was going to be no COVID as soon as they announced Biden was the victor, why would I be going, they're going to lock everything down? Why would we have stories from this morning from lockdowns? Dr. Fauci, here's how President-elect Joe Biden plans to fight the coronavirus pandemic. Not only that, Joe Biden has said a vaccine will not be enough in ending the coronavirus pandemic. But people like Tim Heidecker are trapped in bubble world where the only thing they know is culture war. Sure. I'm entrenched in culture war stuff all the time as well. But seriously, dude, I tweeted perfect timing. It's a, it's really, really easy. And, and I'll tell you this. I do it on purpose to a certain extent. It's really easy to see the, the thick culture war narratives, the popular narratives that exist, that exist on the left and the right by just tweeting something without a very, very verbose explanation. I just said perfect timing. It is. If Trump got this news before the election, it may have helped him out a whole lot. If Trump got the stimulus check passed, he may have actually won. Okay, that's the point. Not that like Pfizer is sitting there going, we'll wait till after the election to announce. We've known that Pfizer was close to a vaccine. Trump just said it was going to be before. Get it? More importantly, the big concern about Joe Biden has always been lockdowns. So I don't believe that the vaccine is going to come out and then Biden's going to be like, we don't need a lockdown anymore, anybody. No, it's it, we're going lockdown, baby. That's a strong possibility. So this is what's really funny. And, 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 and to segue now from the beginning of the tr- of the Biden Gret from Naomi Wolf into what's really happening. Yes, the World Health Organization, UN scientists have warned against further lockdowns because they are destroying our economies and people are literally dying. We've got really high suicide rates. We've got an increase in starvation. People are becoming homeless. Not good. But Joe Biden doesn't care. He doesn't care. He just wants to listen to this. He wants to listen to the science. This is what's really funny. When I was talking to a friend about listening to scientists, when they were making fun of Trump, saying Trump doesn't want to listen to the scientists, I'm like, dude, I will listen to the scientists when they tell me how to prevent COVID. I will not listen to the scientists when they tell me that I should cause mass starvation, mass evictions and homelessness. There is a, a, a leader doesn't just say science for what, what, we're not we're not a technocracy. We don't just say scientists. You tell us what to do. We say the scientists say this. What about our economic advisors? We need to make sure people can work, eat and live. Ah, there is a balancing point. Anyway, here's the story. The U.S. can expect increase in COVID-19 testing, a national mask mandate, which is a powerful. I mean, that's going to be some great authoritarianism, huh? Oh, I know the left says, but it will save lives. Freedom versus security. We are not supposed to be a nation of people locking down everything incrementally because we're scared of dying. We are the, we are the nation of people who was started by a bunch of dudes on a boat crash landing. Okay, I'm 
being figurative, landing ashore in a place with nothing. Could you imagine you're on a boat? You've been on a boat for three months coming from Europe. And then you come across this landmass and you're like, we're here, everybody. And they're like, what's here? Nothing. You get to get off the boat and there's literally nothing. Start building. That's literally what they did. Now they had the boats for shelter still and they had supplies with them. But like you're walking out and like, imagine going to an empty field, but got to start building a house. That's what it was. And that's a lot of where, you know, uh, our, our, our mentality comes from. The pioneers who came to this empty, you know, big and open space. And I understand Native Americans were here, too. And there's other people who have different perspectives. But even if you go by the Native American narrative, these are people who crossed the Bering Strait and wandered into the wilderness to survive. I think we're, we, you know, we can do all right to not constantly say, shut everything down, take everyone's rights away because we're scared. Mm, yeah, we can be scared, but we have to balance success the economy, the science, saving lives, because it can go both ways. We lock down for too long. What happens? Lots of suicide, depression, homelessness, all leads to death. We don't want people to die. It doesn't matter what they're dying from. We don't want it to happen. We, when, when people die of old age, natural causes, we're still sad. We'd like to prevent these things. Anyway, here's the story that is bringing about the Biden regret. The U.S. can expect increased COVID-19 testing, a national mask policy, and the possibility of a nationwide lockdown. Wow. Once President-elect Joe Biden takes office January 20th. I do want to point out, point out as well the, the very powerful uniform media narratives that exist in this country, notably saying President-elect. Trump supporters, of which there are 71 million right now voters and uh, estimated 75 million Biden voters, do not agree. They don't agree with each other. Okay. Joe Biden has not been certified president-elect, so it's really interesting how the media often runs the show. To be fair, this is based off of, as I mentioned in my earlier segment, just historical precedent. The media says, based on all the votes we're seeing, this is the president-elect. But Donald Trump is not conceding, and he's filing legal challenges. I got to be honest with you. Based on the news I'm seeing, and I'm looking at a lot of different things, it doesn't look like Donald Trump has, has uh, um, it, it, I don't think it's going to be successful. To be completely honest, I'm not counting him out. I think there is a strong possibility of some legal challenges. You got some Supreme Court justices who might have a grudge, again, not to impugn their honor. But it's looking more and more like President-elect Joe Biden makes the most sense. In which case, here, here, here's what's frustrating for me. I see a lot of people who are sharing clear disinformation. Like, I shouldn't say disinformation, but like unintentionally, they're, they're, they're saying like, look at this, this looks weird. Yes, sometimes there are clerical errors. However, right now, I think it's fair to say, regardless of my assumptions, we have many clerical clerical errors. Weird. We have weird anomalous numbers like voter turnout exceeding 100 percent in some swing state jurisdictions, which definitely need to be audited. Uh, and, and we have sworn affidavits from individuals saying there's impropriety that must be cleared up, period. Will Donald Trump be able to overcome this media narrative and get the job done? We will see. That's why I'm saying I think it's funny to say president-elect, even though he's not certified the actual president-elect. But again, historical precedents. By now, usually someone's conceded. The other person's preparing the transition. These are not normal times, my friends. OK, let's well, let's read on. The Biden-Harris campaign laid out a step-by-step -step plan for addressing the coronavirus pandemic that includes more testing, increasing the use of Defense Production Act to make protective equipment for frontline workers, and restoring the U.S. relationship with the World Health Organization. The transition team wasted no time announcing Monday its own COVID-19 advisory board. 
COVID-19 outbreaks are worsening in communities across the country as cases reach record high levels of more than 100,000 cases a day. And scientists warn Americans to prepare for a difficult winter. Meanwhile, potential vaccines are rounding the final turn toward emergency approval as states formulate how they'll distribute doses, despite numerous uncertainties and lack of federal funding. On Monday, Pfizer and BioNTech announced that their coronavirus vaccine was more than 90% effective in preventing COVID. President Trump, who is contesting the results of the race, has, a, uh, has pointed to the historically fast development of the medicines against the virus under his administration's Operation Warp Speed, while downplaying the threat of the disease. Trump, who spent three days with COVID, has also ramped up accusations in recent weeks that Biden would shut down the economy if he wins the election. This election is a choice between a Trump boom and a Biden lockdown, Trump said in Arizona, while insisting that pandemic, the pandemic is taking a turn for the better, though the data suggests that's not, in fact, the case. Donald Trump was correct. Joe Biden is going to be locking things down. They say a national strategy. The Trump administration, by contrast, has allowed state governors to decide whether and when to shut down or reopen businesses, impose mask requirements and purchase their own testing materials. Biden said, I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. He told that to ABC News. In order to keep the country running and moving and the economy growing and people employed, you have to fix the virus. I would shut it down. I would listen to the scientists. Okay, there it is. Congratulations to everybody who voted against their own interests. Why? Because the orange man had a potty mouth. I know. Listen, I'm seeing I'm seeing a a, a lot of Trump supporters that are refusing to accept Trump may have lost this. Let me clarify. There are real anomalies. It's entirely possible that Trump could flip this in the courts. A lot of people on the left are saying, accept the results and stop coping. Uh, stop coping your, your you know, copium or whatever they're saying. It. Listen, man, we're, we're still waiting for the certification process. We are in a hyper polarized country in trying to be fair. We have to recognize that any legitimate claim and sworn affidavit under oath for which we now have several. I think we have like three need to be investigated. Otherwise, you risk disenfranchising 71 million people when we are hyper polarized. You then try and move to lock down the country. And I don't think you're going to like what happens. Okay, we need to make sure we move through everything, all of these accusations. But the point is, I'm seeing a lot of people that are sharing things that are just like easily easily explainable, or at least offer up, I shouldn't say easily explainable, but an Occam's razor suggestion would be, I've told you for the past four years, I personally, okay, like I think people are in bubbles. That's what I think. I've never liked Trump's character. And I've had people say to me, Tim, what does Trump's character have to do with the job he's doing? And I say, I, 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 I get it. And ultimately I voted for the guy because of the Middle Eastern peace deals. But let me tell you, man, I know people in my life who flip Democrat to Republican, which was shocking to me. I know people in my life who are still voting Biden. They can't tell me why. And I have heard from many people. They like Trump, but they think he is a bad president because of his character, because of how he makes us look. He's a bad representation. I have said this for the past several years. Now we have a position where many people probably just voted against him or even vote a Republican down ticket because they want moderates. Now, Joe Biden is going to be doing a bunch of wacky leftist things, much that the left will not admit. There's plans for some kind of social justice equity scoring system that doesn't even seem to be legal. They've been talking about and he's talking about doing some progressive policy moves. We'll see. They've they've, they've announced we're going to be the most progressive administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. The point is 
I think for the most part, what we saw with this past election was a repudiation of the culture war. We don't want the far left Democrats of the House and we don't want Donald Trump. Now, to be fair, 71 million people is record breaking. It's the second highest vote total ever. And that was for Donald Trump beating, beating up Barack Obama's record of 69 million. Of course, Joe Biden has 70, uh, 75 or so million. And I've seen some Trump supporters say that those votes are fake. No, listen to me. Those votes are not fake. Okay. If you have a concern about voter fraud, it's likely small amounts of votes in swing states. And that's actually to your advantage, Trump supporters. The reality is, I think Joe Biden got a ridiculous amount of votes because the Democrats gave themselves a month to do voter outreach with early and absentee voting. That was their game plan. I've been saying it nonstop. So if Trump ends up losing, I said it was a possibility. Now, I thought Trump was going to win for a long time simply because of the riots and COVID. And I got to say, Trump adding nearly 10 million voters to his numbers from 2016, it kind of backs up everything I've been saying about Trump's base getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But what we didn't count on, Trump supporters, I being one uh, one of his voters, was that more and more people were being riled up by the left. Sometimes, what, what it's, somebody said, sometimes you own the libs, sometimes the libs own you. It is what it is. I want to see us go through the legal claims, the sworn affidavits, because what I think we're seeing is there are strange anomalies in swing states. These need to be addressed. Otherwise, you will not be able to gov- uh, uh, functionally govern Joe Biden. Now, Fox News is calling for the same thing. Biden should support push for transparency and vote as ultimate presidential act. This is from Jonathan Turley. I completely agree. I believe that there, you know, look, if I was going to put a probability on it, I've been talking to my friends, I've been talking to pundits, like even some of uh, Trump's staunchest supporters have said it's like 95% chance or greater that this is done. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, it's going to happen. But you cannot just ignore these claims because there is a possibility. Let me just put it this way. My opinion be damned. The media has been wrong about everything. I certainly am no prophet. Okay. So what I'm saying is if they're, if they're historically incorrect, 7% failure from the pollsters, I'm going to wait for Trump to play it out in the courts. But I got to tell you, I'm not confident. Apparently Trump's selling, so like he's selling his, I read a report he's selling his helicopter. Whether or not that's true, we'll see. There was something, I guess, in Trump's fundraising emails for the recount. He's saying half the money might go towards paying campaign debt. Yeah. We'll see, but I'm not confident, but I'm absolutely willing to say we need a full and legitimate investigation into all of this because I think it is the appropriate and fair thing to do. And guess what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe all of you Trump supporters out there who have seen all this evidence are going to say, Tim, you're a moron. You have no idea what you're talking about. Look at this evidence. And I'll say, I haven't seen it, but I entertain. I'm wrong. Often. Right now, there are some lefties saying like, never trust Tim Pool again. Look at this video. They put a video and it's like me saying Trump's going to win over and over again. And it like spans two years or something like, dude, no die said Trump was going to win back in January. Moody's analytics said he was going to win. No die said he was going to win during the peak of the riots. It's ridiculous. In the past several weeks, I said, I don't know if Trump's going to win. I said, real possibility he loses. I'm leaning towards he probably will. And the polls are wrong. But I'll tell you what, the polls are wrong. He ended up losing. But. We all should come together now. 
respect Trump supporters calls for investigating these irregularities and these sworn affidavits and any evidence that that is presented to make sure we we know you want they, they talk about truth and reconciliation. Here's how you do it. OK, you want truth and reconciliation. You don't make lists of Trump supporters and tell them you're banning them from polite society. You sit down, you go through all of their paperwork and say, OK, let's take a look at this one. Let's see what we find. Okay, this one looks like they got a good point. Then at the end of the day, you may find vote numbers flip. Will it be enough? I don't know, but that is truth and reconciliation. Now I'm going to sneeze, but I want to throw it out to Lee Camp. Lee Camp is no Trump supporter. He says, I've heard literally no one talk about this. I promise that in his first week on the job, Joe Biden will sign back onto the Trans-Pacific Partnership trade deal, now renamed, widely considered the largest corporate power grab ever conceived. You know it, baby. So I ask these progressives, when Bernie Sanders said he opposed everything that Hillary Clinton was pushing, why did he turn around and then go and support all of it? And when Joe Biden won, I'm sorry, when Donald Trump won, and it was based off many of the things Bernie Sanders had been saying, why did he immediately become a fascist and evil? Why did so many progressives join the Democratic establishment against the insurgent who agreed with Bernie on many different issues? Congratulations. You've put the establishment Democrats back on the throne, and now they're going to give everything you've ever complained about. They're going to give it to you. It's ridiculous. That, my friends, will be the ultimate Biden regret. Okay, Biden regret. That's a stupid phrase anyway. We're going to see how things play out in the long run, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. It is a different channel from this one. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. This morning, we got excellent news. The COVID vaccine from Pfizer is 90% effective and may be ready for emergency deployment soon, which means maybe this will all be over. Now, of course, many people on the right and Trump supporters are saying, what perfect timing. Now, I certainly said it was perfect timing. I was kind of more like, isn't it funny that it came out right after Trump's election? Would have helped him beforehand. But some people think, oh, yeah, now they have the vaccine. Whether that implies some greater conspiracy or otherwise, I think everybody needs to chill out a little bit. Like The left is like, look at all the conspiracy people, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you what I am worried about. Joe Biden says we still face a very dark winter. Biden urges caution despite worldwide excitement at Pfizer vaccine breakthrough that could be widespread by spring and pleads with Americans to wear a mask. I believe Joe Biden may bring about more lockdowns. As you know, the media is calling him president elect, but the media doesn't choose the president. They just project the winner. It is kind of weird, to be honest, that we do it this way. Like the media says, based on everything we see, we're good to go. And right now, Donald Trump is like, nah, (laughs) we're suing. We'll see how that plays out. But in the event Joe Biden does become the actual president on January 20th, and and I got to be honest, I think it's extremely likely. I've got more segments to go through with this. There's a bunch of evidence of fraud. It exists, and I'll show you. But this segment is mostly about what might happen in the event of a lockdown. We've got this story. And we also have this story. We have one last chance to stop a second wave. Mayor de Blasio tells New Yorkers to limit holiday parties and travel as the city's COVID-19 infection rate reaches 2.2 percent. And Governor Cuomo warns the state is approaching two worst months of the pandemic. It's getting worse. They're saying a dark winter is coming. 
I hope you've all taken this seriously. Now, of course, there are many people lining up outside of gun stores to purchase weapons, not only for this wave of COVID, for the last wave of COVID, but also over fears of civil unrest. But I, I, I think it's extremely possible, nay, likely that we are going to get more lockdowns and it's already started. In New Jersey, for instance, they're announcing more lockdowns. This rhetoric coming from Bill de Blasio and from now uh, Joe Biden suggests should Joe Biden take over as president, which seems increasingly likely and extremely likely, we're going to get a lockdown. So here's what I'm going to do. Before I, I read to the story, I'm going to do something I almost never do, but sometimes do. And many people get mad. They say, Tim, don't tell us about this. We don't like it when you talk about safe and ready meals. There's a website, safe and ready meals, uh, safe and ready And they sell two week emergency food buckets. The way I describe it to people, because I, I have a bunch myself, is it's kind of just like, you know, hamburger helper. It's like packets of dried food. You put in water, you boil it. And they're in these oxygen like tight packs or whatever. I'm not saying to buy a million of them. I'm not saying to even prep. I'm just saying if we get to a point where we're going to be locked down, it's going to be hard to go to the stores. You can get safe and ready meals. The easiest way to put it is we have first aid kits. We prepare for the worst. And sometimes it rains. What I mean by that is maybe there's a flood. Maybe you can't go to the store. If you're going to have a first aid kit, I think it's, it's, it's fine to have some kind of emergency food prep stuff. But I'm not telling you to sign up for one of these camps in West Virginia or wherever or to like buy 30 years of beans. I'm literally just uh, 30 years worth of beans. I'm literally just saying check out safeandreadymeals.com if you want to make sure that you are prepared to the, the bare minimum and pick up one or two. A lot of people like to make fun of my, you know, make fun of me for pointing these things out. When you buy from them, it does support my, my work and my channel. So it's greatly appreciated. But I tell you this, man, if you don't like it, whatever. I think it's weird that like if I, if I did like a first aid kit pitch where I was like, make sure you got your first aid kits because sometimes you get hurt. You don't want to get an infection. Would that be considered like normal? I don't know. Probably not. Whatever. I just think it's smart to think ahead. And so if you want to support the channel and you want to uh, take care of yourself, that's one way to do it. I, I, I bought a, a, a bunch of stuff. I didn't go out and like hoard like a lot of people were doing the toilet paper when the first outbreak happened, but I did. And I got to be honest, we've eaten quite a lot of it because the simple thing is when you have food, you eat it. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something you want to do. But here's the news from the Daily Mail. They say President elect Joe Biden has warned the United States is still facing a very dark winter and says a COVID-19 vaccine likely won't be available for months, despite the news today from Pfizer that its jab may be 90 percent effective. Pfizer, which developed the vaccine with German drug maker BioNTech, are the first to release successful data based on an interim analysis from a large-scale coronavirus vaccine clinical trial. Just hours after Pfizer's announcement, Biden made remarks from Wilmington, Delaware, saying that a coronavirus vaccine approval process must be guided by science so the public can have confidence it is safe and effective. He warned the country was still facing a very dark winter and urged Americans to wear a mask. I implore you, wear a mask, do it for yourself, do it for your neighbor. A mask is not a political statement, but it is a good way to start pulling the country together. The head of the CDC warned this fall, for the foreseeable future, a mask remains the most potent weapon against the virus. Today's news doesn't change that urgent reality. The president-elect said that another 200,000 Americans could die from COVID-19 before a vaccine is widely available. His tone was noticeably tamer than Donald Trump and others across the world amid news of vaccine results. Yes, no wonder why. Well, Trump celebrating. Many are celebrating. 
But I think it's because Joe Biden fully intends to lock everything down. I, I, I don't know. It's just my opinion based on what he said, his attitude. I think we're going to see more lockdowns. I think we're going to see more people really regret it. And I think it's going to absolutely decimate the economy. Just my opinion. And the reason is, I think Joe Biden uh, and the Democrats are, I don't want to say paranoid, but I think I'll, I'll put it this way. Donald Trump was very much for opening things back up. But we saw Cuomo, we saw de Blasio, we saw Murphy, we saw Wolf, the, the governors being like, shut her down, lock it all down. We're panicking. And I'll tell you why. Maybe it's the right thing to do. Maybe it's the wrong thing to do. But the math the equation is actually quite simple. If you keep everything open, everyone who dies, they blame they blame you. Donald Trump is being blamed for every COVID death. And it really doesn't make sense because we were going to get some and we don't know how to compare it right now. If we compare Europe to the US as a whole, Europe's doing way worse. I think they have like three times the infections or something like that. But when they compare individual countries like Germany to, to, to the US, then it's like, oh, look how well Germany is doing. And it's like, dude, but Germany is small, right? Compared to the United States. You'd be like comparing, you'd have to compare Texas to France, you know, so I don't have all the, all the numbers, but I'll tell you this. If they lock everything down and this results in widespread economic despair, they go, but COVID, if people die during the economic lockdown, they say, but COVID, it's not my fault. It's COVID. You know, we had no choice. It is safer for them to err on the side of we did everything we could. Then it is to say we need to find the right balance between making sure people can work and our economy can function and we keep people safe. Now, the Democratic governors have gone for the lockdown. The Republicans have mostly stayed open. And we didn't see a major spike in the Sun Belt. Everyone was like, oh, here it comes. A spike. And it didn't really pan out that way. But Joe Biden is probably going to take the same actions that many Democrats are taking. And thus, I think it's very, very likely we are entering into major lockdown territory. He's calling it a dark winter. And the vaccine won't be available until spring. I got to be honest, it makes sense. It, it doesn't make sense to have a vaccine rushed out at the very last minute. And this is why I, I want to point out it's really funny when when I tweeted perfect timing, my 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 statement was meant to be like, if it if only the news broke before, you know, the election. These people seem to think I'm implying that they're releasing the vaccine or there, there are people who believe and I'll tell you this, people who believe that the vaccine news only came out just now right after the election, like it was on purpose. No, that's that's absurd because they're still going to lock everything down. OK, if 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 there really was some kind of grand conspiracy to like release the vaccine on time, then it would be they would have it ready. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think Trump launched Operation Warp Speed, of which Pfizer was a it was a public private partnership. They, they tried denying it, but everyone's like, nah, nah, you did it. Because apparently they're going to get paid a ton of money for this. But just because they're showing it's effective doesn't mean it's ready to go. And that's the thing. Trump, the election, it happens. They're saying Joe Biden wins. Now they're saying the vaccine is working, but they're not going to have it ready for quite some time. Apparently now Russia is claiming their vaccine is also very effective. We'll see what that really means. Everything's weird and it's hard to know what is what, because my friends, we are in a constant state of conflict. Some kind of warfare is always going on. It's just not hot war, right? It's not people on the ground shooting at each other. But people are constantly fighting over power and resources. That is true. So as things get crazier and crazier with this election and with the lockdowns, COVID, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping and the conflict between these nations, 
it's becoming harder and harder to actually know what's go- what's really going on. And I'll tell you, it wasn't always this way because information traveled a lot more slowly and through official channels. So there were very few, but everyone had a kind of a unified view of the world. Now, you've got Russia, China, and any other country able to send out fake news across the world and, and to us. And it's just a constant battle over ideas so that some people can win more power. And that's likely what's going to be happening for quite some time and only get worse until finally everything breaks down. And then, I don't know, somebody pulls the trigger. For the time being, here's what I think is going to happen. I mean, when was the last time you went to the movies? I went to the movies recently. I went and saw Tenet. It was pretty good. Um, I really liked it. It was, it, was, it was great. But the movie theater that was open was playing like a bunch of old movies because there's no movies anymore. Everything's shut down and it's crazy. It's like all these industries are being destroyed. Imagine that tenfold. They're saying the spike in Europe is way worse. Yeah, Joe Biden is going to lock this country down and it is going to decimate everything. I have some ideas about where we go from there, should that be the case, but speculation only goes so far. You can only calculate based on so many variables in front of you, so I won't speculate on, speculate as to what may happen after that, but I have some ideas. At any rate, I hope you're all prepared. If you don't like me doing the shout out for the food stuff, just don't buy it, I guess, and it's there if you need it, so I'll leave it there. I got a couple more segments coming up in just a few minutes. Stick around, and I will see you all shortly. Is this the ravings of a madman detached from reality screaming the ballots, the ballots are fake or one of the most notorious lawyers, lawmen, America's mayor fighting back against mafioso like corruption? I don't know. That's up to for, uh, for you to decide. But Rudy Giuliani says he's got the evidence. 70 witnesses are coming forward and they believe hundreds of thousands of ballots are now illegal and will be disqualified. And I got to tell you, he makes his argument and I think he might be right. The bigger question is whether or not a judge will agree. I heard what he has to say. I'm very, very worried about where we are headed. If Rudy Giuliani is correct, I hope you guys have taken precautions and bought an extra can of beans because things will get spicy or maybe Rudy Giuliani is just some out of touch old man who doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. Either could be true. Sure. But it's going to go to the courts. The man still has the ability to file the claims. And if he's right, there may be hundreds of thousands of votes in Pennsylvania nullified. And that puts Joe Biden at 259, not the president. And that means if we don't get the results before December 14th, Donald Trump gets reelected. House delegations. Now, y'all laugh at me on the left. They say you're you're coping, you blah, blah, blah. Look, dude, I straight up said maybe maybe Giuliani's off his rocker. Sure. I don't know. But listen, if you're on the right, this is great news for you. Giuliani is about to fire off a salvo that may get Trump a victory. And if you're on the left, it's probably important you know what these people are doing so that you're not caught blindsided if a legal challenge emerges. To put it bluntly, you better be paying attention. Giuliani says 450,000 Pennsylvania mail-in ballots were processed while Republican observers were illegally kept away. Thus, he's saying they must be discarded. Giuliani, President Trump's attorney, blasted the DOJ during an interview Sunday with Fox News host Maria Bartiromo. Where is the DOJ, Bartiromo asked. Where is Bill Barr on this? If this was systemic and you've got all this evidence, where is the DOJ? Uh Uh-uh. The answer to that is I don't know and I can't worry about it, Giuliani said. It really would be wrong for him at this point. It would be wrong for him to concede. 
Sunday uh, said uh, Giuliani, Giuliani told Sunday Morning Futures, there is strong evidence that this was an election that at least three or four states and possibly 10, it was stolen. In other words, it was based on false votes. Now, you can't let that election go into history without challenging that. Quote, there are upwards of 50 witnesses. He's now saying 70. And this will be the subject of a lawsuit that we file tomorrow for violating civil rights, for conducting an unfair election, for violating the law of the state, for treating Pittsburgh and Philadelphia different than the rest of the state, which is an equal protection violation, which goes under Bush v. Gore, Giuliani said on Sunday. We are we are now at 450,000 definite mail-in ballots that they separated from the envelope, threw the envelope away. We can never tell if they are valid or not. My friends, this is a bold claim. And if he is right, Donald Trump will landslide in Pennsylvania. Not enough to get him the win. And if Joe Biden ends up winning Georgia or Arizona, then Trump still needs to file legal claims there as well. Pennsylvania is not the end all be all for this election. So I got to tell you, my personal opinion, disregard it if you don't like it, whatever. Joe Biden is very likely going to get the Electoral College. I believe the Democrats' strategy was 30 days of mail-in voting and absentee outreach. That's, that, that was how they changed the rules to win. I called it cheating, but it's not, what, it's not voter fraud. It was them saying, we've changed the rules to benefit ourselves. We're now going to give ourselves a month to go out and collect, to advocate people. I'm not going to imply even ballot harvesting. Okay, we know Veritas uncovered some. What I'm saying is all of that stuff may exist, but is Donald Trump going to be able to actually uncover any ballots that aren't legit? No, because the, the strategy from Democrats was we can get millions of votes if we give ourselves a month to do outreach, constantly pestering and badgering people. Not only that, they say youth voter turnout was really high. Well, no, duh. You got 18 to 24 year olds still at home with mom and dad and the ballots come in and the mom goes, I want you all dears, take your ballots and go and vote. You're voting now. And the kids are like, ma, I don't want to vote. I, your ballots right here. Just fill it out. I hope it's it's ready to go for you. Open it and fill it out. That's what I think happened. However, they may be able to invalidate these ballots because Pennsylvania made a grand error or maybe it was on purpose. You see, Giuliani is arguing that. Their observers weren't allowed to actually watch the ballot counting process. They're supposed to be a Democrat Republican. They watch it happen. But they pushed everyone away like 100 or something feet in various places. You now have a bunch of witnesses, 50 to 70, all claiming they were not allowed to observe. But guess what? The, the, the tabulation process, these, these vote counters took the envelopes out, threw them in the trash. Now there's no secrecy envelope and there's no way to know that these are legitimate ballots. They may have just disqualified all of these ballots in Pennsylvania. Will a judge rule that? I don't know. The argument he's making about Bush v. Gore is that in 2000, the, Gore was basically saying, we want a recount of these ballots. And the Supreme Court said all votes must be treated the same. You can't keep doing this. And then George Bush became president. I don't know if, if Rudy Giuliani is going to win this fight. I am not a lawyer nor legal expert, and I don't think it's particularly likely. I spoke with one lawyer and asked them, based on what Giuliani is saying, or, you know, and, and what we're hearing, what do you think? And they said, eh, 5%. And I'm like, 5%? Wait, what? 5% chance he, he, can, he can pull this off? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. That's not saying it's a 5% chance that Trump actually wins the election, is there? No, 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 no. 5% chance 
that Trump actually pulls it off in Pennsylvania. Meaning, if they win this legal claim in PA, Trump isn't the victor yet. He's still going to need one more state. Like, if Joe Biden gets Georgia or Arizona, then actually, I take that back. I think I think if 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 Joe Biden doesn't have Pennsylvania, he's at 259, Arizona is 11 votes. So Trump needs Arizona and Pennsylvania. Now, Arizona is still up in the air. But if they can just disqualify Pennsylvania, well, there you go. Now, I say disqualify because I mean that in the literal legal sense, not in the like they're going after. But let, 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 let me put it this way. If Giuliani is correct, he's saying 300,000 votes in Philly and 150,000 in Pittsburgh because they weren't allowed to observe when they were calculated. Thus, those ballots are all now disqualified. That's scary. That's real scary. Do you know what that means? It means the left is going to say these were legitimate votes. They're lying. They're getting real votes thrown out. The right is going to say those votes are not legit. They were trying to cover up their tracks. But at any rate, that's a big chunk. Half a million votes being thrown out. Supreme Court may agree. Now, I'm no lawyer. All right. And there's a lot to consider outside of just the law. But it seems like that's a decent argument. How do we know these votes are legit if we weren't allowed to actually watch? And there's also reports for some witnesses that they were taking ballots and shuffling them into a pile. Why would they do that? Now, maybe these witnesses are just making it all up. But I tell you this, if Giuliani is telling the truth and he's got 70 witnesses signing off under oath on this this legal this lawsuit, what is the court going to say? 70 people are all saying it? I mean, that's that's a lot, right? I mean, remember when they were talking about accusations against like Bill Cosby and all that? They're like, look how many women there are. They say, yeah, the amount of accusations brings us to the point where the simple solution is it probably just happened. So what do we do? Do we really throw away all those ballots? All I can say is, yikes. I, I, I'd be worried that legitimate votes get thrown out because of this. But the fault then lies with the election uh, uh, process where they weren't letting people observe. Now, the mainstream media, they're saying that's not true. Republicans and Democrats were in there. But what they're not telling you, Fox News is, by the way, I know a lot of people are mad at Fox. Fox did report they were allowed in, but they weren't allowed to watch the votes actually get tabulated. They were like with standing far, far away with binoculars saying, I have no idea what these people are doing. And they threw away the secrecy envelopes, thus nullifying these votes, I guess. Now, there's a lot of other issues that have been happening. And I'll just I'll just show uh, this this one right here from Sarah uh, Eaglesfield. Sarah is a data scientist uh, verified on, on, on Twitter, saying that she's noticed a few instances where a ton of votes all came in in the in the in the, in the uh, tabulated at the same time. Here's one. She says software glitch going on going on here in Virginia. 4.42 a.m., we've counted 3,368,181 votes. At 5.12 a.m., wait, no, we've only counted 3,199,165 votes. Why did it go down? I don't know. She says, even the unsuspecting states managed to lose and find 12K votes somehow. Looking at you, Arkansas, I'm not sure if this is just to be expected or whether it's down to more glitches. Whatever the numbers for election 2020 make no sense to me. The important thing here is not that this is evidence of fraud. And I think it would be in, uh, wise for all of Trump supporters to stop saying fraud. It is not. Look, even Giuliani said these ballots, it's fraud, he said. OK, it's impropriety. And it was error. 
So by all means, if you want to argue that 450,000 belts must be disqualified now due to a, a process violation, human error, well, that makes sense. But when you keep saying fraud over and over and over again, you're, 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 you're saying intent. The intent was to fraud, was fraud. Fraud is intent to deceive for some gain. Now, voter fraud, they're saying people were, were putting in ballots or keeping us out to cheat. You have a vote. You have a human error problem here. As Sarah notes, even in smaller states that went for Republican, there are weird glitches. We got problems. If Giuliani makes this argument, the court might say, while these ballots may very well be legitimate, because the process was violated, they must be disqualified. Maybe they'll order a new election, or maybe they'll say, due to the time constraints placed in the Constitution, there is no time for a new election. And thus, due to a failure from the state of Pennsylvania, these votes have been disqualified. Trump wins or nobody reaches 270, in which case I don't I don't even know, man. It may all just be wishful thinking from Giuliani, a crazy old man who's well past his prime, or he could be the sharpest lawyer in the land. He did take down the mafia. He is America's lawyer. I'm not going to pretend to know the answers. I'm just going to tell you what's happening and what they're saying. So I'll leave it there. I got one more segment coming up for you in a few minutes. Stick around and I will see you all shortly. Well, the current battle is over a legal dispute in many states. The media is saying there's no battle at all. It's just Trump being a sore loser. (laughs) Joe Biden won. We don't know exactly what's going to end up happening, but based on my discussions and my personal opinion, it seems extremely likely that Joe Biden is the next president of these United States. Of course, as I mentioned in my previous segment, Rudy Giuliani does have some legal claims, says he has upwards of 70 witnesses. So we'll see how that all plays out. But in the event, Joe Biden is our next president. Do you think Donald Trump is down and out? Perhaps not. Well, I'm not sure I can trust any of the media at this point, because this is, as Joe Biden put it, a battle for the soul of this nation. Jonathan Swan a guy who clearly doesn't like Trump, mind you, says Trump is privately discussing a 2024 run. Interesting. Well, he's also being encouraged by people like Lindsey Graham, encouraging Trump to mount a presidential bid in 2024 should election challenges fall short. And even Matt Gates was asked, or when someone said, which Republican would you definitely vote for in 2024? Matt Gates of the U.S. House says Donald J. Trump. Frank Lunt says, junior or senior? Ah, I see what you're doing there. But it seems like Donald Trump probably will run in 2024. If if these challenges don't pan out, we'll see how things play out now. But it's long been speculated that a 78-year-old Donald Trump would run again. He won't back down. So these people who think the Trump era is over, over, y'all are incorrect. Here's the story from Axios. They say, and again, grain of salt. President Trump has already told advisors he's thinking about running for president again in 2024. Two sources familiar with conversations tell Axios. This is the clearest indicator yet that Trump understands he has lost the 2020 election to Joe Biden, even as the president continues to falsely insist that he is the true winner, that there has been election fraud and that his team will fight to the end in the courts. They say presidents are limited to serving two terms, but they need not be consecutive. Officials with, with, with the Trump campaign in White House could not immediately be reached for comment. Just because Trump is talking about running in 2024, assuming it's true, does not mean he's conceding defeat. It could simply be he's talking to people and say, what are our prospects for challenging these votes? 
It's looking good, Mr. President. Okay, well, plan B will be I'll run again. But let's make sure we. Yeah, see, they're saying it's the clearest indicator Trump has lost. No, it isn't. I don't think Trump's that kind of person. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying that as a compliment. I'm saying Trump is obstinate. I guess it's kind of a compliment, depending on where you're coming from. But Trump's going to be like, I didn't lose. I didn't lose. You just stole it. You stole it. I'm going to run again and I'm going to win. That's what he's going to say. He's never going to say he lost. That's that's why it's funny. They say aides advising Republicans who are likely to run in 2024 are dreading the prospect of a Trump run, given the extraordinary sway he holds over millions of GOP voters. Even four years after leaving office, he could remain formidable in a Republican primary. The fact alone could freeze the ambitions, fundraising and staffing of of individual candidates and the Republican National Committee as it seeks to regroup and move beyond Trump. It's never gonna, mind you. They say, don't forget, on the day he was inaugurated in 2017, Trump filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission to qualify as a 2020 candidate. That to me doesn't seem all that surprising that he wanted to, he wanted two terms. I do think it's hilarious. They were like, Donald Trump never wanted to be president. He, he filed Make America Great Again, like in 2012. He bought the website early and he filed for reelection as soon as he got elected. Pretty sure the dude wants to be president, but the media is full of lies. You see how they're framing this? The clearest indicator that Trump understands he lost. No that Trump understands he's going to war. Now, I say it a million times, in my personal opinion, I don't think Trump's coming back from this one. I I could be wrong. And that's why I always say, like, I don't know what's going to happen. If it was clear and Trump came out and said, Joe Biden ran an excellent campaign, the fake media was was against me, but Joe Biden, you won, then I'd be like, okay, it's over. Because Trump is saying it is. Trump's not. And he can file all the lawsuits in the world. And he could really use uh, lawfare, right? They, like using the legal system to win these, the, these, the, uh, this election. It may be. And this is what Rudy Giuliani was saying. I mentioned this in my previous segment. 450,000 ballots in Pennsylvania are disqualified because there were no observers when they were counted. And he says 70 witnesses have, have sworn to this. Supreme Court might say you cannot process votes without an observer because there were observers in other places. All votes must be treated equally. That's Bush v. Gore. That's what he's saying. Trump could win on a technicality. These could be legitimate votes, but they screwed everything up. Thus, Trump actually wins. Keep that in mind. But Lindsey Graham is encouraging Donald Trump to run in 2024 if he doesn't actually end up, you know, winning the legal battles. From Fox News, they say, Graham said Monday he would encourage Trump to consider running again for the White House in 2024 if his efforts challenging the results of the 2020 presidential election fall short. Graham from South Carolina, who just won re-election, appeared on Fox News Radio on the Brian Kilmeade show and said he spoke with the president at length Sunday. Graham said he encouraged Trump to continue his ongoing 2020 legal efforts, but also hinted at a future presidential bid. I would encourage President Trump if, after all this, he does fall short. We just can't quite get there to not let this movement die, to consider running again, to create an organization, platforms over the next four years, to keep this movement alive, growing the Republican representation in minority communities. Here, here. I'm all about minority representation and, uh, um, you know, expanding on the massive gains the Republican Party made, because I think we need political competition. We need people to argue and the best ideas to win. Graham added that Trump and Republicans should talk about economic populism and just basically keep it alive and keep fighting for the 2020 vote. Kilmeade asked and run again. Graham replied, I would encourage him to think about doing it. I really would. 
Encourage him to think about doing it. Sure. Graham's comments come as some have hinted in the days after the race was called in favor of president-elect Joe Biden that Trump could mount a presidential bid for a second term in 2024. The Fox News decision desk called the race for Biden on Saturday after results in Pennsylvania and Nevada put him above the 270 electoral vote threshold necessary to clinch the victory in the Electoral College. Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris have attempted to calm the public, insisting that all votes will be counted no matter how long it takes. It's time for America to unite and to heal, Biden said in a statement. The Trump campaign has filed lawsuits in several battleground states where Biden led in by razor-thin margins, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Trump has not conceded the 2020 race, but sources close to Trump told Fox News the president would eventually concede and commit to a peaceful transfer of power if the campaign's legal challenges fail to open up a path for a second term. Donald Trump is not giving up his legal path. Okay, he's not conceding, but he could run again in 2024. He'd be 78. He would be, I guess, at the time, uh, I think he'd be older than Biden when Biden got elected. Now, Biden's 78. But I think Trump would be a little bit older, I guess. I don't know. Listen, I think it's absolutely insane that uh, we got a Joe Biden. But I will tell you, it was the best the Democrats could pull off. And it was thanks to Trump. Joe Biden didn't win because people like Joe Biden. Joe Biden won because people don't like Donald Trump. Now, and that, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that if Trump's legal challenges don't pan out, I'm not going to rehash the video I just did. But I did a whole segment on like Trump's legal path to victory and disqualifying, you know, ballots that were cast that, that have not been disqualified for, for, you know, legal reasons. The point is Donald Trump could run again. I don't know what that means for whoever ends up running in 2024 on the Democrat ticket, but I really doubt it's going to be Joe Biden. I think it may be Kamala Harris. I'm not entirely convinced she can win. If Kamala Harris had the ability to win an election, they would have put her on the top of the ticket and they would have given her somebody else. I don't know. But maybe they were hoping that people would vote for normalcy. That 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 idea of Joe Biden, what he represents, the good old days of, you know, hot cocoa and gingerbread cookies, you know, Toll House chocolate chip, all that stuff. You know, Joe Biden making her chicken parm and the dogs and the white. I was smiling. A return to normalcy. Right now, it's a facade. The thin veneer will peel away. They slapped over some wallpaper over the decrepit walls to try and convince people that things are returning to normal, but they won't be. And even the media is saying it. Trumpism, whatever Trumpism is, sure. But they're thirsty. They will not give up. So even if Trump ends up leaving, they're going to go after his supporters and the culture war will continue. Something else is driving this. There's a lot of things driving it. International interests versus national interests, for one. Social justice versus liberalism. And I mean classical liberalism. It's not just going to go away because Trump loses an election. And that means someone's going to rise up for 2024. Maybe it'll be Trump. I'm not entirely convinced, though. I'm not. I think Trump has created a movement. He was an imperfect avatar of the anger and rage many Americans felt, and he was their champion. Now they have an opportunity to find a new champion, a calm, well-mannered, but strong and powerful voice that speaks to the American people like Trump did. But look, Trump was able to get 71 million votes, even with his bad attitude. Think about what that means. The times there are changing. If you can find someone who's got the strength of a Donald Trump, but's got better tact, that, my friend, is a 100 million vote landslide victory. We'll see how that plays out in the end. I don't know for sure. 
I couldn't name anybody I think could actually win in 2024 anyway. People like to say Tucker Carlson. Yeah, maybe. Tucker is a, is, is, is a professional talker. And he's got the policy. He's got the positions. He knows how to do it. That's why the Lincoln Project is saying it may be Tucker Carlson. But listen, for all the things you can complain about Trump, what would you complain about Tucker over? Oh, he's far right. How? If he comes out and says, I agree with many of these positions from the left. Thank you. That was a really smart idea. What do you say? What do you say to him? Tucker has Antifa on his show. He has left us on his show. And he agreed with Jen Uger in a lot of points because he's a populist. What are they going to say? They'll come up with something. We'll see how things play out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks for hanging out. And I will see you all next. I will see you all then.